Not a beginner. His pockets get fat, others get thinner. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. This week, it's going to get a lot less weak because we're going to start off with some fun TV talk and then it's all, all at the movies because uh, I got a ton of flicks to catch up on. And hey, man. Check it out, I see somebody over there, that's our, uh, that's our good pal, Engineer Emily, uh, let's see what's popping with her. Yo, Emily, what's up? Not much, dude. Just doing my thing, you know. Yeah, that's cool, I guess. Anything else going on? What's up with this gimmick that keeps passing around Jupiter anyway? It's called Juno, or something, I guess. I don't know, it's from Earth, you know, it's from NASA. They're, uh, they're trying to get some pictures, I think, not like of us. Just, uh, you know, the planet, uh, I guess. It's kind of getting on my nerves. Yeah, for real, dude. It's no big deal. I mean, why? What's up? When it's overhead, man, the thing makes the Wi-Fi cut out and I'm trying to check out Orange is the New Black. It's getting me a bit anxious. I might have to handle it in the Viper, if you catch my drift. Yeah, yeah, I, I smell what you're cooking, but you can't take your Viper up there and blow it up, dude. We would get into hot water with NASA, and that's just like the last thing we need. I mean, we can be here or whatever. They can't stop us, but still... We don't need any kind of beef with the government. Just, you know, just play it cool. Uh, hey, you know, the other day you were mentioning that uh, you'd been talking to Iceberg. How, how, how is the guy? I don't know, dude. He's still bugging. Still? Dude is mad upset about A.B. Silver. He can't seem to get over it. I can't get through to him that A.B. was a total goof. He just doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, that, I mean, it's totally true that he was a goof, but you can't tell Iceberg that. He, he, he just didn't see it, and... Now the dude is gone, he's gonna, he's gonna imagine him even way better than he was in real life, which wasn't all that much. Yeah, but dig it. He made a song and he wants you to play it. It's a tribute to AB's greatest moments. Could you play it? Yeah, sure, no problem. Where, where is it? It's in the music file on screen too. Look for the file called abrulesm.p.3. I think you say it MP3. I don't know if you say the dots. Anyway, yeah, I'll play it. Uh, so here we go. Oh, there it is. AB rules. All right. Let's go. Hit it. I see robots. You are an idiot. I used to work in marketing for Nabisco. I see robots. You are an idiot. Johnny Five is the best actor in the world. I see robots you have let me down again. We saw Hamilton. Johnny Five was there. It was marvelous. I see robots you are a constant disappointment to me. I see robots. You are a terrible broadcaster as well as a terrible worker. I see robots. You are fired. Monster! 
you know, I I don't really know what to make of that. Uh, it it was a highlight. It was a tribute to A. B. Silver who passed during the last pirate attack. But it was also kind of an attack on me. I think I don't know, man. Iceberg, if you're if you're listening, even though you're hurting that, that was a bit hurtful. At any rate, we are in summer, and summer means. Summer TV, uh, Game of Thrones just ended, Silicon Valley just ended, and we're just, you know, we're in a bit of a rut, and what I like to do when I'm in a rut like this, or what I'm known to do when we are in a rut like this, is I save some shows during the year to watch during the summer. Uh, show number one is Gotham. I think Gotham's really good, but because it's not in the same universe as the CW, I never really feel as if I have to rush out and watch it. It's like, the show will wait for me to watch it because it doesn't, you know, nothing in the timeline affects anything else that I watch. But at the same time, I do think Gotham is a, a very good show. Um, Right now, we live in the era of, you know, high-quality TV, but in any other era... Gotham would probably be considered one of the best shows on the air. You know, to be real, it is better than, uh, you know, Riptide or uh, Knight Rider, even though both of those shows were dope. The quality uh, isn't there of that of a Gotham. Um, Another show that we saved up for summer viewing is a show off the sci-fi channel called Z Nation. It's kind of, you know, it's a zombie deal. It's all these people are... uh, left out in the uh, post-apocalyptic world to fend for themselves. Um, One way that it differs from The Walking Dead is that, you know, The Walking Dead has a long, slow, uh, progressive storyline. Z Nation, um, each episode, you know, does follow along a storyline, but each episode is a story in of itself. You could drop in on any episode and you can check it out. So in comparison to The Walking Dead, it moves along a lot quicker, but... It's nowhere near the quality of The Walking Dead, that's for sure. It's a fun show. This is the kind of show that back in the day you would find in syndication. You know, something that would be playing on your Fox affiliate at uh, 1 or 2 in the morning on a Saturday. It's like Hercules or Stargate or one of the, you know, one of those shows you used to see on Saturday afternoon. It's not the highest quality, but it is fun. And we have like, 13 episodes. I don't even know how many episodes are in the season. We have that in the can. And we have have Gotham. And then there are some good shows going on right now. I really recommend Preacher on AMC. It's excellent. Uh, The dude who is Tony Stark's dad is really great in it. He's showing great personality. The girl who plays Tulip, Ruth Nega is I think her name. Is She's tearing it up. She's doing great. And the guy they have as the Irish vampire Cassidy is... He's awesome, dude. When I see Preacher and them and Cassidy, it's like the comic has come to life. While it doesn't follow the storyline of the comic, it's very much in the vein of the comic, in the spirit of the comic. So when you see Cassidy being Cassidy and Preacher being Preacher, you're just like, this is it, man. This is, you know, this is it come to life. They just introduced uh, Ken Cannon, the guy who owns the Slaughterhouse, and he is played by the fantastic... um, Jackie Earl Haley, not to be confused with Haley Joel Osment. This is the dude who was Rorschach, and he was, uh, geez, I can't remember his name from the Bad News Bears. You know, he was like the bad kid on the moped. He was the cool one that came, uh, Kelly Leaks. He's the one that joined up the team uh, during the middle of the season, and with the help of his arm and his bat, they took it all the way to the championships, even though they didn't win. They did great in even making it that far, but um, 
He plays uh, Kin Cannon, the guy who owns the slaughterhouse and employs most of the people in Preacher's Town. And in the comics, this guy is into some really twisted stuff, some real depraved stuff. I don't know if they're going to go there on the show. I kind of hope they do, but I don't think they will. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did. We're digging Preacher, and then we're also digging this show called um, Animal, uh, Animal Kingdom? Animal Factory? I forget. It's on TNT. It, uh, it stars Ellen Barkin. And she's, you know, the grandmother. Her name is Smurf. And all of her uh, sons and grandsons are involved in this big criminal enterprise. It's a good show. It's not, it's not, you know, the same quality as, like, The Wire or something like that. It's more in the tune of, like, uh, Sons of Anarchy. But it's not really as good as Sons of Anarchy. But it is, it is good for some summertime fun when you don't have anything to watch, when Game of Thrones is over, and you're just straight bumming. But I do got to say, man, that Game of Thrones finale was something. I'm not going to spoil it at all, but uh, amazing. I loved it. Uh, one of the best hours of TV I've ever seen, and the one episode leading up to it was also one of the best hours of TV I've ever seen, Game of Thrones. Amazing season. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, you're going to love it, dude. If not, you're weird. So... Let's get moving into the main event, middle uh, portion of the show known as At The Movies. In a moment, At The Movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Just the beginning. I got you, God. If you think you know how this ends, you have no idea. The shallows. Let's uh, let's read the movie info from here on Rotten Tomatoes about the shallows. In the taut thriller The Shallows, when Nancy is surfing on a secluded beach. She finds herself on the feeding ground of a great white shark. Though she is only stranded 200 yards from the shore, survival proves to be the ultimate test of wills. The movie was directed by Yame Colette Serra. It was written by Anthony Jaswinky. And so far, it has made just under 9875000 at the box office. And it runs for uh, 87 minutes. It's short and tight. And it stars Blake Lively and a shark. Honestly, that's about what it is. Uh, she's stuck on a rock, and she's being circled by a shark, and she has to get back to shore to survive. I, uh, now, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Blake is a lovely young lass, and she spends just about the entirety of the movie in a bikini, so it has that going for it, and honestly, I think that is the, uh, prime selling point of the movie, but the movie is, it's alright. I did, uh, like it. It moves along at a nice fast pace, uh, there's a lot of tension, there's some good action, the CGI on the shark is just fine, uh, Blake looks great, the scenery's awesome, there was absolutely nothing wrong with this movie, let's, uh, let's dip in here a bit, let's see what our man Anthony Jeswinky has also written in the past, let's see if there's anything he's written that we enjoyed, uh, Vanishing on 7th Street, I am not familiar, and then something called Satanic that will be coming out soon, and, uh, that's about it. Hmm, so, 
I don't know, man. There is not a lot storyline-wise to the movie. It just, it is what it is. It's an adventure movie about a shark. And with some nice synergy, it came out during Shark Week. Oh, let me tell you this. This is a, a story that happened in my hometown with uh, The Shallows. The Shallows was playing at the Downtown Movie Theater in Theater 9. We went to see it on, I believe, Friday. And then Saturday afternoon... Some dude was sitting in there watching the movie. He was all by himself. Nobody had uh, gotten there yet. You know, he was early, the early bird, trying to get a good seat. And then this fella sat behind him. So our guy got up, went to the bathroom, and then when he came back, the guy who was sitting behind him was now sitting directly behind him, which we thought was weird. But anyway, he decided to stay there. He sat down, and then all of a sudden, the dude behind him started stabbing him. This happened right in my hometown. He started stabbing the guy. The guy was able to fight him off and escape, but nonetheless, imagine that, man. You're sitting there watching the flick, and all of a sudden, some dude starts just stabbing at you with a knife. It's craziness. They did capture the guy. He's behind bars now, so don't worry. You're safe if you decide to go see The Shallows. But uh, crazy story, man. Crazy story involving a movie that, you know, had Blake Lively in a bikini and was all good in the hood. Uh, if you want to see it, go see it. It's great. Um, I imagine it would be the same to see it on, you know, the VHS or on HBO. I'm, I gave it, I gave it three stars. The old wife gave it three and a half stars. Take from that what you will. Gentlemen, the horsemen. I'm actually nervous. It can be really helpful to picture each other naked. It's actually picture the audience naked. Now You See Me 2 is the most exciting movie of the summer. It's bigger and better than the first one. Are you guys ready? A spellbinding blockbuster. This is the greatest magic trick ever created. It's so sensational. You want to see a thing of beauty? You won't believe your eyes. And I hope you were paying attention. Now You See Me 2. Ready PG-13 in theaters June 10. The next movie that we saw was Now You See Me Too. Uh, the Four Horsemen return for a second mind-bending adventure, elevating the limits of stage illusions to a new dizzying heights. Uh, basically, this is a heist movie. It is a heist movie like Ocean's Eleven, but instead of, you know, being master thieves, they are uh, master illusionists who use these abilities to sometimes right wrongs and sometimes to, you know, do other stuff. The movie stars Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Lizzie Kaplan, who is replacing Isla Fisher. I, I dig Isla Fisher, but I dig Lizzie Kaplan even more, and she is, she is a shining light in this movie, I will say that. Uh, and then there is Dave Franco, who is a master of throwing cards. Throwing cards always seem like fun. I, I've tried it a few times. I, I think I might be able to be decent at it. Nothing like Dave Franco in the movie, but it's, you know, it's kind of fun to goof around with every once in a while. Uh, I, I remember, you know, recently Dave Franco was up for the role of young Han Solo, and I don't know if I said this, but he would have been my pick for sure. He's not exactly like Harrison Ford, but Dave Franco has kind of a weird coolness about him, and I think that the coolness is the most important factor. Uh, I think he could have done great in the role, but that's just me. I don't know, man. They picked that guy from uh, Hail Caesar. So, let's see. The movie, um, PG-13, it goes for 115 minutes. It does play a bit long. It was written by John Chu and directed by... Ed Solomon, actually reversed that. It was written by Ed Solomon and directed by John Chu, and it is currently sitting at 35% on the tomato meter. I, 
I enjoyed it. I do. I enjoy a heist film, so this was kind of right in uh, right in the area that I like. I also I like magic. I I like David Blaine. I like David Copperfield. I, I don't practice magic, but I do enjoy watching it on TV. And even though the things they are doing in the movie, as far as their illusions, are a bit uh, ludicrous, it is still it's still fun to kind of see behind the scenes with this, uh, you know, this, it's just hokum, but it, it's fun. I did enjoy it. Uh, oh, you know who else is in this movie is Daniel Radcliffe, aka Harry Potter. He is, he is one of the big baddies. I'm not spoiling anything. It's in the trailer. He and Michael Caine, who, uh, has returned from the first film are the bad guys. And I think that at this point he has grown out of the Harry Potter role. I think that he is now I think he's now just a normal actor. Um, I didn't think Harry Potter when I saw him. I did for a second, but he does. He has a beard. He's a bit older. And much like Emma Watson has, I think that he has grown enough to where he, you know, he can't, I don't think he can ever put that behind him, but I think he's ready to go forward. He, he was good in the movie. I think that, I think overall I'm giving this like three stars. I would explain more about the plot. I, you might've noticed I haven't done that, but it was all confusing. A bunch of, bunch of stuff about the eye, which is the, uh, behind the scenes magic guild. Just a bunch of silly tricks, a bunch of stuff. I did enjoy it, but I'm only going to give it like three stars. Maybe I couldn't really recommend it to anybody. If you catch this, if you catch it later when it's on TNT or FX or Fox movies or whatever, that would be fine. You might want to see it. You might not. I don't know. Uh, let's move into the next film that we saw during, uh, you know, this recent period of times. Today, aliens attacked our planet. It's touchdown over the Atlantic. Which part? All of it. That was a close call. Put your pants. Yeah. Earth is not for the taking. Let's show them some fireworks. Fire! Make them pay. I'm going up there to make friends. I got you. Independence Day research ends. Rated PG-13 in theaters June 24th. Independence Day resurgence is, of course, the sequel to ID4, the movie that got Big Willie Weekend jumping off so far back in the day, but, uh, there's no Big Willie in this one, which is a bummer, but, uh, it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Let's see what Tomatoes has to say about Independence Day resurgence. We always knew they were coming back. After Independence Day redefined the event movie genre, the next epic chapter delivers global catastrophe on an unimaginable scale. So what's going on here is... After the first alien attack, the Earth has come together. They've unified as one. They realize that we're all just people, man. You know, we got to stick together. There might be things out there greater than us that are trying to take from us. So people form together. They used abandoned alien technology to improve the Earth. It's futuristic. There are helicopters without rotors. There is a moon base with a giant gun on it. Uh, that might sound familiar to some of you guys. Um, there's just all sorts of, you know, futuristic things that they have derived from the, from the alien culture. But, uh, check it out. The aliens are back and they want revenge. Uh, I, you know, you can imagine that's what's going on. They've decided to come back and they've come back bigger and badder than ever before. The movie, of course, was written and directed by Roland Emmerich. It, uh, let's see. It stars Liam Hensworth, Jeff Goldblum returns, being his, uh, Goldblumiest. Bill Pullman's in it. Micah Monroe, who you might know from the Bling Ring, is in it. Travis Hope and William Fichter. Fichtner. 
you might know that dude from Go. He was uh he was one of the guys who was trying to sell um Jay Moore and whatever his face was some stuff in it. They were police. He was a policeman, I believe. You've seen this guy in a million things. You know who he is. He's William Fickner. You know him from. Let's click on this link. Clickety click. We will wait and see. Let's see. He was in Go, Malcolm X. He was in The Dark Knight. He's been in Quiz Show. He was in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was in The Lone Ranger, Elysium. Dude has been in everything, and I don't know why we are spending so much time dwelling on uh, Fichter, but at any rate, the movie's cool, man. It's kind of getting bagged on. It's currently sitting at 37% on Tomato Snoogans, but I did not have a bad time watching it. I liked it. The aliens were invading. We were fighting back. Brent Spiner's in it. Bill Pullman gives a fiery speech, man. It's not perfect. There's no Big Willie. There's no, you know, he doesn't have that, uh, you know, he doesn't bring that charisma that he has into it because he's not in it. But um, it's not bad. It's not a terrible movie. I bet if you go see it, you'll have a decent time. It did did play a bit on the long side. It's just over two hours. But um, I didn't have a bad time. And you know what? They're uh, hyping up for some sequels. And I, I'm looking forward to them. If they put them out, I'll see them. I liked it. There's space. There's aliens. There's moon bases. There's lasers. I don't know what else you could want. I really don't know what else you could want. So, um... Yeah, man. I gave it three and a half stars. I had a good time. Oh, uh, man. It, it, we're, we're running short on time right now. So I think we're going to have to push the Purge review back to next week because I got a lot to say about the Purge. I think the Purge is really interesting. So we're going to push that back. And right now we are going to move into the final segment of the show, the Toys R Us report. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. Alright, we are back for the final segment of the show, and you might want to do what she says. You might want to consider jumping on over to supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron, because right now, we are getting ready to drop an all-new patron-only podcast series. It's going to be like an ongoing deal, and this week is the first episode. Let's see, so the show comes out on Wednesday. Y'all listening on Wednesday the 13th, so on the 15th of July, we are going to drop the first episode of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, and this episode is going to be about the big bad guy from Jessica Jones, from the acclaimed Netflix series Jessica Jones, yes, the Purple Man, one of the most vile, despicable villains ever to be around in the Marvel Universe at any of the times, especially this times. So, that's going to be a fun one, dude. Each one of that is about eh, 30 minutes or so, about the same length as this show. And that should be coming out alternating Fridays. It's going to alternate with IC Robots Radio, my uh, hip-hop mixtape show. And check it out, dudes. Hop on over to supportthereport.com. You can get into that for for like a buck a month. You, can, you know, Of course, you can give more. A buck is nice. Five is nice. Two is nice. Anything is nice, but anything you give gets you into the uh, Gold Key Club. You get to get uh, I See Robots Radio. You get to get the Audio Handbook of the Marvel Universe. You get the famous QZAR episode. And for you guys out there listening on the Podcast Radio Network, 
If you want more of this, that's what you got to do. And if you want more of this, hop on over to IC Robots. That's I-S-E-E Robots.com. You know, that's my personal site. That's where you can find all the back episodes. We got a ton, tons of fun stuff posted. You can join the Facebook group. That's Facebook.com backslash IC Robots. But now... With all that out of the way, all that junk, let's get into some news. I just heard, I heard it a while back. They're going to be bringing back Crystal Pepsi. As I understand it, Crystal, Crystal Pepsi may have already dropped in Canada. I don't know what they did to deserve this, but, you know, it's there. It's going to be coming here later this month. Uh, you should be able to find it on the store shelves, but that is also what they said about Ecto Cooler. And I'm still not seeing it, but I am seeing the availability of Ecto Cooler going up on Amazon all the time. I... I don't believe I ever, um, I know that I've tasted Crystal Pepsi. A friend of mine gave me a drink of one, but my house wasn't big on soda. We were kind of a Shasta, Safeway, Select family. They weren't going to go and splurge on something extravagant as see-through cola. So while I know I did taste it, just, I remember begging. I'm like, come on, dude, you got that Crystal Pepsi? Come on, just give me a sip. Just give me a sip. And dude, dude relented and he gave me a sip. It was probably my dude Slug Nutty from back in the day. He, uh, his family was on a bit better economic footing than ours was, so they could afford, you know, cases and cases of things like Crystal Pepsi, but anyway, enough of those sour grapes. That's gonna be cool. I'm looking forward to it. I will buy some. I, I do, I do want to check it out. I'm interested in that. Um, uh, you know, it's cool, man. Uh, Crystal Pepsi, nice throwback to the day. So I also, I heard that, um, Cody Rhodes, Dashing Cody Rhodes, aka Stardust, is going to make an appearance on Arrow. Uh, he and Steve Amell from Arrow actually did a match against each other at SummerSlam. It was a tag team match where they were on differing sides. And they kind of had an internet feud, but I bet you, out of all the things they do, this will probably be the coolest. I bet they're going to get a uh, long, choreographed fight scene. And we're going to see what Steve Amell can do, because Cody Rhodes is a good worker, man. He uh, He's always been a good hand. He is, of course... The son of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. The son of a plumber's son, Dusty Rhodes. And Cody was bold enough to ask the WWF for a release. He'd been there kind of stagnant for a while. And he asked to be released. And he's been... Well, I don't believe he has yet. But he's going to start working the indie circuit. And more power to you, dude. You know, you are doing it your way. Dashing Cody Rhodes... There is nothing you won't try. You've never heard the word impossible this time. There's no stopping Cody Rhodes doing it our way. Uh, what else is going on? I also heard that this season of Arrow is going to start with an alternate timeline. We know last season, some things went around and it was implied that we might be getting the Flashpoint Chronicle. So it does seem that might be where we're going and... It looks like Arrow's going to start with some kind of a weird alternate. I would imagine darker. All all uh, alternate realities are darker. So I would imagine it'll be something whacked out. Uh, and that's cool, man. I'm always ready, you know, for a bit of a bit of a change. A bit of a change in the status quo. I'm also for long extended storylines. That's something I, I do dig. And then in uh, more CW news, starting August 1st, they're going to begin airing the first season of Supergirl for those of you who didn't see it. I know my man Dean wasn't able to catch up on it. So starting in August, it's going to be right there on the CW. And I would think also in the CW app, uh, they are going to air two episodes a night until they get all the way through, which should be around the same time that season two is beginning, which is like, I don't know, it's like 89 days, 88 days 
from here. Supergirl, dude, is a super fun show. Flash is a super fun show. Uh, you know, Arrow, not as fun, but it still does have some good qualities. And then you got Legends of Tomorrow, man. It is all good in the hood. If I had the chance to book my own TV network, I don't know how different it would be than that one. There would be some kind of wrestling involved in there. Probably some kind of, like, old tapes of wrestling, I guess. Like, NWA stuff from back in the day. And what else would be on my network? There would be shows... A whole show dedicated to just um, playing commercials. Playing commercials from the 80s. I don't know where you'd find them or what, but I don't think any company would object to you playing their old commercials. You know, you're advertising for them for free, and I think like a half hour a week of that would be fun. Maybe some... What else would I like? I don't even know. Superhero TV shows, wrestling. I don't know what else I watch. I guess I watch shows about jail from time to time, so maybe I'd put some kind of a drama about jail in there. Do you remember that old... um, Green Arrow idea they had called Supermax, where it was going to be Oliver Queen gets thrown into the superhero Supermax with all of the people that he put in there. You know, his rogues, Captain Cold, whoever, you know, the the Heat dude, and Sinestro. I don't know. I don't know who's in there, but I remember this might have been a pitch for a movie, but I remember it was going around for a long time, and a lot of people were really hot on Supermax for a while, but it never came out. Maybe... Maybe I would do a Supermax show, very similar to Oz, the old HBO program, but instead of Arrow, who's already on his own show, who could you put in there? What about what about the Vigilante, that character from the 80s who I recently heard they are going to be putting on Arrow? Maybe you could spin him off into Supermax, or what about the question? What about Vic Sage, the question? That might be something, but I, I think that I'd prefer to have like an actual question show rather than question in jail i'm trying to think who would be the perfect guy what about Catman? kevin smith brought him back when he did his run of green arrow and kind of turned him turned him around and he was part of i believe the sinister six or the secret six i'm not sure so he's been floating about and you know in, in a lot of ways using Catman, you could make him very much like batman and that gets around you um having a problem putting batman into your universe I guess. So, I don't know, my dudes. That's about all we got for this week. So check it out. We're going to be back next Wednesday. I think we're going to do a toy topic. That was recently, somebody came up and they're just like, hey man, why don't you do toys anymore? You know, you used to have some real toy talk. Now it's just real TV talk. And I said, you know, you might be right. So I'm thinking, I'm going to do some work. We're going to put an episode out about uh, The Tick from Bandai. That was one of my favorite toy lines of the 90s. So... We might do that. So anyhow, I will see you then. This is for me, uh, Engineer Emily. We are out like shout. Uh, If you don't know, now you know. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.